Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. Merrimack against Vermont tonight from J. Tom Lawler, Rinkin, North Andover, and joining us actually chatting before the game. Ryan Johnson, he's calling the game on Nesson tonight. And Ryan, first of all, uh, Merrimack against Vermont, a couple of teams that are, you know, I, I think the, the big thing is trying to find ways to score goals. Uh, how do you see this matchup? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's exactly, you know, what I'm expecting tonight is, you know, small rink, not a lot of room to move. Uh, you got, you know, a goaltender, especially in Vermont, who's one of the best in the in hockey east and a um, couple of teams that are struggling to find the back of the net so we should see about a 6-5 game tonight right I mean that's a, usually the way it works but um, competitive game it, this is going to be a competitive game these teams are should be hungry um, it's a big weekend especially for Merrimack try to get some points and and so I expect that this is going to be a, a pretty physical and uh, you know pretty Pretty strong performance for both these teams. Yeah, I was going to say you got two teams here that really, if they want to try to make a move in the standings, uh, pretty pretty much either team needs to come out with three, if not four, points on the weekend. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, Vermont might be a little too little too late for them if they can get it going, but uh, you know, certainly Merrimack can get three or four points this weekend, uh, draw a little bit closer to that eighth spot. You know, I think they should be plenty motivated tonight. How much have you seen of either of these teams uh, this year so far, uh, you know, either either live or on television, and uh, and, and what, what were your takeaways? Uh, I, you know, here and there, uh, been trying to do some scouting this week, but, um, you know, for, for Merrimack, they're a young team. You know, they're, they're going through some growing pains. I think they've got some, you know, some good young talent. I was talking, you know, to the coaches earlier today, and, you know, they're excited about the direction that these this program is headed, and they should be. Um, you know, I, I think in the next couple of years, you might might see them really get competitive in this in this conference and you know from a from Vermont's perspective it's you know it's a little different um, you know they've got a, a goalie who's been a kind of the bedrock there but they're just not seeing the results right now and I think for them um, you know what I'm seeing is just a little bit of frustration but at the same time they're playing with these teams you know they're they they're playing with some of the top teams in the league. They're just not seeing the results. And I think that, um, you know, in in the last couple of weeks, we're seeing improvement there. It's just a question of whether they can put it all together. I mean, you've seen an awful lot of hockey, you know, pro, college, and so on. Uh, you know, when, when a team's in that situation where the pucks just aren't going in the net, uh, what have you seen that tends to, to change that or turn that around? Sometimes you just got to get, you know, get one, right? You know, sometimes you, you see some of these guys who you know can put the puck in the net, and maybe they're just not th- not quite there. I know, you know, in Vermont's case, uh, they, they hit a couple of posts last weekend. Oftentimes that's, you know, the whole team just kind of gets snake bit, and maybe if you get that first one early that kind of gets the monkey off everybody's back, you can stop thinking about it and you just play the game. And I think, you know, uh, that's oftentimes what you see is maybe you just need a funny bounce, maybe you just need a, you know, a, the other goalie to let up a soft one, whatever, kind of everybody can take a breath and, and just concentrate on playing their game. When you look around the rest of Hockey East, uh, it's really interesting. I think, you know, you've got to not just one or two, maybe five or even six teams at the top if you factor in BU, who I think is coming on here. Uh, how do you see that shaking out down the stretch? Anybody's game, right? I mean, it, it really is. I think the you know the tournament's going to be great this year. I, I think you've got a lot of teams that have a legitimate chance of, of winning this conference. And so, um, you know, the, down the stretch here ought to be a lot of fun to see everybody jockeys for position. And I think the, the format of having eight teams and not giving anybody buys this year I think is going to pay off. I think it's going to be some really great hockey. Do you think that maybe that delineation there, it seems to me like, you know, 
all those teams have guys that have been able to score goals. And maybe the rest of the teams in the league, they're the ones that are trying to find that. It almost seems like, in college hockey at least, that that's the difference between you know that upper echelon and then the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be the haves and the have-nots, right? I mean, it's um, you know, it's just how the game is is put together, and and especially at the college level, you've got you know the recruiting advantages that come with some of the top programs in this in this league. But um, you know, we've seen year to year in this league. While you always have like the BCs and the BUs, and they're they're always going to be sniffing around the top. Um, but you know, and you guys have seen it here. Like there are years where some of those schools that you don't necessarily expect might might be there at the end. And uh, you know, we've seen it. You know. And UMass Lowell going to the Frozen Four a few years back and things like that. I mean, it it can happen. And and when you see a team that's on the rise, um, you know, from year to year, you 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 can see that growth. And you know, the good programs are always going to be there. But uh, in this league, you never really know who's who's going to be at the top of the end. Perfect segue. We got the Bean Pot coming up February third. BC and BU, Ryan, 8 o'clock uh, first game. Should be a heck of a tournament this year. Always, always. I mean, you know, I've, I've had a chance to call the Bean Pot a couple of times, and it's such a phenomenal event just from, you know, if you're a, if you're a hockey fan, the passion that goes into those teams and, you know, being there in that environment at the Garden. And, you know, I've called games there from the Bean Pot from the, and the hockey semifinals and finals. Um, it's... Like you know, and I've been there for Bruins games as as we all have. It's a different atmosphere. You got the bands playing. You've got the student sections. I mean, it's really something. And and it's a tournament that I don't think if you've never actually been there, you can fully appreciate what it means to those teams because it's an in-season tournament. It really shouldn't mean that much, but it does. It means everything to those teams. And the last couple of years, I mean, it used to be the BU Invitational is what they call it. The last couple of years has been Northeastern's tournament, right? And, and their fans have really gotten into it and, and brought you know an entirely new and exciting kind of atmosphere to it. Yeah, and, and that's... It's great for the game, and it's great for the college game in, in and around Boston to have m- more competition in that tournament. The same way we were talking about the Hockey East tournament is that, you know, the the format that they've set this year is going to, I think, increase the level of competition a little bit, starting right from the ground floor and, and going forward to the championship. And and the Beanpot, we're seeing that. When you've got four teams that you know can be competitive, um, that's that's when it's really great because even the semifinals turn into a war. And uh, before we let you go, I know you're doing prep for the game tonight, but All-Star Weekend in the NHL, so it's kind of the halfway point here. Uh, Bruins off to a terrific uh, half season so far. Can they keep it up in the second half? I think they can. Um, I think there's some moves that need to be made. I think that team, you know, they... They need to figure out what their top six winger position is going to look like. Um, you know, it's been a question for ever. It feels like um, I, I think that the team is has been a little bit on cruise control in the last month or so. I think that I think they need to kind of figure out when they got to kick it into gear here. But they've had a nice nice cushion atop the division for most of the year that's allowed them to relax a little bit. I don't think that's a good thing necessarily. I think that's a, a challenge that Bruce Cassidy's going to have to face here in the next few weeks as they come out of the long break is how do we get these guys going every night and try and get a 60-minute performance out of them every night. Um, but I think, you know, the team's not that different than what it was last year when they went to the final. So they've got a run in them. Uh, it, 
it might be a little tougher road this year if uh, if Tampa Bay makes it through the first round. But um, but I like their chances of getting deep again this year. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Certainly appreciate it. I've really enjoyed listening to you on 98.5 Sports Hub as well. So uh, keep up the great work. I'm looking forward to your calls. Have a good call in the game, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks. You too. Ryan Johnson with us. He's calling the game on Nesson tonight. We'll be back with more right after this during this intermission report. Again, Merrimack hosting Vermont. This is Warrior Hockey.